This is what it sounds like to stand next to Langston Boulevard in Arlington. What do you notice? Do you hear the sounds of people talking, leaves rustling, bikes moving, birds chirping, glasses clinking, or any other signs of human activity? That's because this corridor hasn't seen investment into the pedestrian experience in decades. Formerly known as Lee Highway, this five and a half mile corridor, which runs mostly north of I-66 from Roslyn to East Falls Church, is home to several of the most dangerous intersections in the county, according to the Arlington Police Department. And generally, it just feels pretty hostile to pedestrians along almost its entire length. I'm a high school junior, and I rely on walking, biking, and taking the bus to get around. And I've become really fascinated lately by city planning and public transportation, learning how certain places have been able to create neighborhoods and even whole cities that prioritize the movement and needs of people, rather than just cars. So, when I learned that Arlington is in the middle of radically reimagining one of the most outdated and dangerous roads in the county with the aim of making it a more vibrant, livable place, I wanted to learn more about how that process worked. I'm Cody Finnegan, and you're listening to the Arlington Amp Podcast. In today's episode, we'll talk about Plan Langston Boulevard. What changes are being planned along the corridor and why that matters? Because right now, residents of Arlington have a lot of power to shape what this new vision for the area will look like. All 190 pages of the most recent draft of Plan Langston Boulevard are up on Arlington County's website. And easily my favorite thing about it are these full-color renderings of what the corridor will hopefully look like in the future. In the pictures, the same ugly, scary intersection I was standing on at the beginning of this episode is replaced by my dream of a street to live on. Shops on the ground level of apartment buildings, lots of green leafy trees for shade, protected bike lanes, safer walking spaces and crosswalks, and people hanging out everywhere. To get some perspective, I reached out to Dan Reed. Dan is the Regional Policy Director for Greater Greater Washington, which is a journalism outlet focused on advancing racial, economic, and environmental justice through urban planning. Something they helped me understand is that, rather than a concrete construction plan, it's useful to imagine the plan as a kind of collective vision board. In many ways, Plan Langston Boulevard is a vision for how the area will look a fairly long time from now, but... In the short term, what it does is as the county makes decisions about um, how to design streets or how to approve um, a certain development in a certain specific location, uh, the plan is going to give guidance on how to do that. You know, where should bike lanes go? Where should there be sidewalks? Um, what should a particular property look like if someone were to submit a proposal to redevelop it? Uh, you'll see lots of these little things happen like one by one over time. Looking it all over, the plan is clearly preparing for a future Arlington that we know is coming in 20 or 30 years. The scope of this thing seems huge. It talks about significantly increasing the number of people along the corridor, stimulating economic development in the existing business hubs, and making it easier and more enjoyable to make trips by bus and bike. I mean, the plan even talks about native plant gardens and better stormwater management to make the area more resilient to climate change. 
Dan says that forward-looking plans like this can have an impact far beyond just the local area. You know, Arlington is, is really a leader in this. You know, this is something the county's been doing going back to the 1960s and 70s along Wilson Boulevard. And a lot of other places around the country look to Arlington as an example of what they should do. My friends have all heard me gush about this corridor Dan's talking about here, the Roslyn-Boston corridor along Wilson Boulevard. It's crazy to me how Arlington had the foresight in the 1960s, the peak of car culture, to create this super walkable development connected to the metro that a teenager like me would feel great walking around in in 2023. I've always been frustrated that despite Arlington clearly being aware of the benefits of places like this, and despite the demand to live in Arlington, especially near that corridor, most of the county doesn't look like that today. So when I stumbled across Plan Langston Boulevard, it felt like exactly the kind of effort to expand this model that I had been waiting for. I think uh, efforts like Plan Langston Boulevard will serve as a lesson for you know, the vast majority of places in the U.S. that do not have a subway or do not have um, you know, a high level of like, density and stuff, that you can, you can still create a more walkable Uh, urban place in those kind of more suburban places. Here's another cool thing about this plan. It really started as a grassroots effort from Arlington residents themselves. So I wanted to talk to some of the people behind it to understand how this all came together. Arlington's such a wonderful place, but uh, this corridor is is really fallen behind um, in, in so many respects to just to the modern amenities that almost every other place in Arlington has. That's Ginger Brown, the executive director of the Langston Boulevard Alliance, which is the nonprofit citizens initiative that's been working on engaging the community in planning the corridor. Having lived other places, I lived in places where you didn't always have to take a car places. And just from my own experiences, I thought that this part of Arlington could benefit from some of the new thinking and planning and to make sure that um, it's an enjoyable place to be when you're out of your car. Back in 2012, Ginger was the president of the Waverly Hills Civic Association, and she was working with her neighbors on a plan to improve her neighborhood. Langston Boulevard, at the time called Lee Highway, was one of the neighborhood's borders. And if you've ever been on Lee Highway, then you notice that um, it hasn't had much investment. It hasn't had public investment. It hasn't had private investment in many, many decades. So Ginger and her neighbors began looking around and talking to other residents and groups along the highway. And we realized that our corridor doesn't have a plan for the future. So we started to advocate for a plan through Arlington County. um, And we started to organize. So we brought together... 17 different civic association, and we formed something called the uh, Lee Highway President's Breakfasts. And through over maybe five years, we had 50 different educational forums on everything, on all topics involved in planning. So streets and schools, um, commercial, economic vitality, um, lots of things. And we brought the community together and from, as a, at a grassroots level, and we advocated for the replanning of the corridor. Ultimately, the group got organized enough that Arlington County started to really pay attention. 
So they ended up partnering with the county to create a vision for the future of the corridor and a framework for how to get there. And Plan Langston Boulevard was born. A lot of this work is about getting feedback from residents and other stakeholders. So Langston Boulevard Alliance has been hosting these open house events to communicate with residents and collect feedback to sense of the county. I was really curious to hear what that conversation sounded like. So recently, I went to one of these meetings. The first thing I noticed at this event is there were a lot of strong feelings and concerns. Lots of people are excited to see their neighborhood improve, but what that actually looks like on the ground starts to look really, really complicated. There are a number of different agendas and interests wrapped up in all this. Residents worried about cul-de-sacs or historic preservation, small businesses, developers, and especially this clash between some of the greater issues needing to be solved in Arlington, like housing unaffordability, and what current residents want in their own neighborhoods. Here's Jolie Bain Pillsbury, a longtime resident of the corridor. We love a lot of the aspects of the Langston Boulevard plan, but they want to develop a tiny square of land, it's about an acre, and put a 10-story building on this one small acre. And we feel it's a very dangerous corner already, that there's too much congestion already, and that we want more development, residential development, multifamily. We live in townhomes ourselves. We're one of the more dense areas in our in our part of Arlington. But we think it has to be proportional to the size of the plot of land that they're putting it on. As I listened to residents at the meeting, I honestly started to feel a bit frustrated. I mean, I'd been kind of excited about this plan. But in this meeting, it felt like every single part of it was opposed by somebody for some reason especially anything that related to higher density. Another thing that really started to jump out to me is how different I was from most of the people in the room. I was by far the youngest person there. And unlike most of the people at the meeting, I don't live on Langston Boulevard. My name is Wilma Jones. I'm on the executive board of the John M. Langston Citizens Association, representing the Halls Hill Highview Park neighborhood. I've lived in the neighborhood pretty much my entire life, and I'm actually a fourth-generation resident of the neighborhood. My great-grandmother came there in the early 1900s, so um, my my family's been there for a long time. Wilma Jones told me she feels like her historically black neighborhood, Halls Hill, is being asked to bear too much of the load of the county's affordable housing goals and building heights compared with other neighborhoods along the corridor. And we want other neighborhoods to step up and until they have the same levels of density of affordable housing in their neighborhoods, we want them to stop adding affordable housing to our neighborhood. And it appears that the county staff is taking um, direction from people who don't live in our neighborhood and are telling them to be more bold and aggressive about the heights. And we have a major issue with that. Speaking as someone who doesn't live along the boulevard and who is actively interested in this bolder approach, those words were hard for me to swallow. But I also get it. Wilma Jones has spent the past decade working on engaging the community and preserving the rich history of her neighborhood, which was once separated from the white neighborhood next to it by a segregation wall. Who am I to tell her what her community should look like? It makes sense that these residents want to control how their neighborhood will look and feel, especially with all the time and effort they have put in. At the same time, I started to feel like there were other voices and interests I wasn't hearing from in this room. 
There was nobody there speaking on behalf of people like me, people who are already preparing ourselves to deal with the environmental consequences of our country's obsession with cars, or the housing affordability crisis we are already seeing because of our region's utter inability to build enough housing stock for all the people who want to live and work here. I wasn't hearing from any of the future adults who might want to live along Langston Boulevard in 30 years when this plan comes to fruition. It's not just a question of what the corridor will look and feel like, it's also a question of who and how many will have access to it. Here's Dan Reed again. One of the challenges with any big planning or redevelopment effort, you know, not unlike Plan Langston Boulevard, is that it promises at least some change, right? And I think the one thing that many people have in common is they enjoy where they live and may not want it to change. The challenge is in any place, whether it is growing or shrinking, is that change will happen and the best that we can do is to direct it. There are lots of different, I think, interests or like desires for what happens in the county. Some people really value open space and parks. Some people really value affordable housing. Some people really value there being lots of jobs and a bigger tax base. Uh, you can do all of those things. They all require different trade-offs, right? And you know, that's like one reason why communities do long-range planning. One thing that is very clear to me after this reporting is that the Arlington that we're going to have in the future is being shaped in profound ways by who is showing up to the conversation right now. All of this is to say, if you think you have a stake in the future of this part of Arlington, you might consider plugging in. So, here's what's next for Plan Langston Boulevard. Ginger Brown told me that by around September or October, Arlington County should announce their intent to vote on the plan. Before it can get approved, the plan has to go through tons of county commissions for specific things. So it, it'll go to the Transportation Commission and the Housing Commission and the Planning Commission and then ultimately in front of the county board. And so f those are all public meetings and folks can show up at the meetings. They can do um, public testimony um, about the details in the plan. Here's Dan Reed again. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to help shape how your community will look in the future. We can't predict everything, but uh, this is the one time that we're going to sort of open it up and say, what should this place look like in 20 or 30 years? What would you like it to be? If, you're, if you would like to live here in that time, how, how can it best serve your needs and your, your hopes and your dreams and your goals? Um, this chance won't come again for, for a long time. And so I think it's important for people to at least pay attention and, and to, to give feedback where they can. Thanks for listening to the Arlington Amp podcast. I'm Cody Finnegan. If you're interested in getting engaged with Plan Langston Boulevard specifically, check out the show notes for this episode. We'll drop a link there to the draft of Plan Langston Boulevard from Arlington County's website. We'll also link to Langston Boulevard Alliance, so you can stay up to speed on future meetings. That being said, if you feel more connected to another part of Arlington, there are so many ways to get involved in your own neighborhood. We'll leave resources in the show notes to a page on Arlington's website of all the current engagement opportunities across Arlington. This story was produced as part of Arlington Independent Media's Youth Journalism Initiative. 
to join us or to support our local reporting work here in Arlington, check out AIM's website, arlingtonmedia.org. Music in this episode was provided by Blue Dot Sessions.